Trying to find a way, I gotta get it. Trying to do some throw your hands up. Holla if you would it, I said. And we are back. Yo, first and foremost, I actually right now, since we're drinking on wine, we're gonna give a toast to episode eight. I think I think this is a pinnacle of what is being designed as one of the most greatest podcasts to come. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fat God Hour, and I am Kale's the Fat God, and with me right now. We have Silent G, Miss yeah, what's up? What's up? Fancy Dominique. Hey, y'all. And we have Key Hoops. Hey, hey y'all. Look, man, right now, we're going to shoot straight into the sponsor. The sponsor is Oya's Barbershop. It is Oya's Barbershop in Chicago, one of the best barbershops in the world. You don't know how the fuck I know? Because that's what I get my fucking haircut at. <laughs> y'all already know. Oya's Barbershop, 1604. East 86th place, Chicago, Illinois, 60619, right off of Stony, right across the street from the Wendy's. I don't know what the fuck they be selling in that Wendy's, because I swear to God, the drive will be like packed. I think they put crack in their shit or some shit. <laughs> but yo, our second sponsor will be delivered by Key Hoops, and that is right now. Okay, so this sponsor is on Facebook and Instagram, and it is Indie Dow Productions. It is actually my daughter. She's 13. She just started her own business. She's making Bangle bracelets, and she's selling um, iPhone cases. She lo she's looking to, you know, venture into some other things, and she wants you guys to know that her website will be up within the next week. And so does she do personalized uh, iPhone cases? You know what? I need to ask her. I've been seeing, like, designer iPhone cases, because you know? I would Because I would love a fat guy iPhone case. I, I definitely would. Okay, we will definitely have to look into getting that made for you. And so, y'all, look, we're going to do this show a little bit different right now. I know a lot of times y'all be hearing my mouth, and sometimes y'all may be tired <laughs> of hearing my mouth. You know what? I don't get tired of hearing my mouth, but I know sometimes y'all may do. So today, we're going to turn this over to Miss Fancy Dominique hey, hey, with hey. addiction, sex, drugs, and love. Hey, everybody. Super excited about this. So a lot of us deal with addiction. It's, if it's not yourself that's addicted to something, it's somebody you know, somebody in your family. Everybody deal with different type of addictions. And the one thing about addiction that is almost guaranteed in every situation is going to destroy something when you are addicted to something. So I'm going to talk about what I think is most popular, and that's sex. Mm. I know a lot of people that's addicted to sex. Mm. It's, now they done, change, they done turned it into a whole addiction. They got rehabs and everything for sex addiction. Definitely they do. I don't want to get help for pussy. <laughs> like, who the fuck? <laughs> when, when, you, when you're doing this so much that it's disrupting your life, you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to work. You can't keep a steady relationship. You always got your hand down your pants. Don't nobody want to touch that. Who don't want to touch? I, I love touching it. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, <laughs> but, but I get you, though. I get you, though. I get you 100 grand. What would you say? What percentage of your life revolves around sex? About 30. 30%? Yeah. What about you, Miss Weeks? Right now, zero. Oh, that's so sad. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Grayson? I, about 15%. Mine's about a 2025. Okay. So so are you talking about like as far as like control? Like how much does it control your life? Or Yeah, it... like what percentage of your life revolves about sex? Like will you 
I'ma skip this meal because I don't got time to eat because nah, I need I'm, to get this. Um, I need to get this pie. I I I love eating pussy, but I love eating food more. Um, <laughs> you get on my nerves. <laughs> I'm just saying, like for real, like. like oh, so, how this. often do you think you have sex? Uh, I can see now. I'm gonna have to put you in rehab. In a in a no no seriously like in a figurative term like maybe like about like six a month seven a month you know what I'm saying times a month yeah oh you know what I'm saying okay now now how many times do I beat my meat <laughs> that counts too yeah, it do it okay. do every, every day, day. <laughs> every day Jesus Christ. Women's I know Sunday. you you say a zero right now, which means you you must not be active. So yes, so I'm not active. So you you, you at a zero. Right so, so but when you, I'm in it. And so so how many times do you play the guitar? When I'm in it, no. When I'm in a situation, you know, <laughs> relationship, I'm like the one that wants to go like four or five times a day. Right, so it right. has caused me problems, too. you me know, too. and me it too. makes the person think like I'm a creep or like. You know, I'm like just, I want I'm it too much. My me. drive is, you know, it's crazy. Okay, but this is the thing, like inside a relationship, if you and this person don't stay together, like how is that even working to have it four or five times a day? Because I would love if, if, if me and my if me and my girl stay together. Well, she said that's what she want, but she didn't say that's what she was doing. I'd be around this bitch drained. My legs would be way smaller, <laughs> like for real. Like, I mean, just like, From shaking. That shit is fucking like for real. Like I'd be around this bitch looking like one of them bad built BBWs. Oh my goodness. Like, but like, but like, so, 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 like, how many times do you play the guitar? Sometimes, you know, maybe a couple times a day, sometimes none. You know, I could go months without it too, like, as far as not doing that, but it just depends on how I'm feeling, you know? <laughs> like, to be honest, yeah, okay. but I do have a high drive and it. it does, you know what I'm saying, cause yeah. issues, like, with some people, like, man, you're not gonna. Fuck me like we went high school or something, you know? Yes, like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a piece of meat. <laughs> exactly. I got stuff hey, to look, say, hey, too. Hey, look, hey, look, <laughs> hey, look. Hey, hey, key example. Hey, bro, I got to shot you out. So, look, Johnny on the spot. It's like, bro, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to be... <laughs> I don't want to be used as a piece of meat anymore. Like, and I'm like, and look, he was serious when he said it, but me being me and being goofy... You made it a job. I was dying laughing, and he was so serious about it. And I'm like... Get your stamina up. Like, bro, like, nigga, I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. As far as, like, usage, I say, like, 30% of control in my life. But if I could, I would probably fuck 100% of the time. Like, well, I'm you just about, answered like, my next question. Was how often do you want to do it? Man, so it's 100% hey, of the time. I swear to God, like, I'm talking about... If 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 my girls if my girls stay with me, I'll don't day. get caught washing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> like with that t-shirt and like, panties on. I, no, no, like you know how it is when you walk around when she walking around the house and she got the t-shirt on and she ain't got no panties on and you see the little dark piece up under her booty cheek. I don't know why that turned me on, but it's just I came like with Kelvin. Like real shit. So, so I can honestly say, like, a hundred percent of the time, like, I would definitely want to have sex, like, a hundred percent of the time, if I was, if I was with my spouse, like, seriously. If we live together, yeah, it's gonna be all the time. Three o'clock in the morning, monkey eating session. But you know what? You gotta have that connection with that person, cause I've lived with a person, and I ain't want them to touch me, like. 
no. That was the guy from episode. No, different guy. I've only ever lived with one person, you, so if he watched you know this, he's gonna know who I'm talking you know about. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You, what? You, you, real life destroying niggas out here. Ms. I am not. You know what? I don't have, I always make amends. If we end badly, it may be months to a year later, but I always make amends with that person and I apologize for my part in it. Even if they choose not to apologize for what they did, because most times it was them. I'm just saying. Why you but didn't want even, him to touch you? Why didn't I want him to? Yeah. I was not attracted to him sexually anymore. Okay. Even though I wanted sex, I just did not want it from him. So how many times did you play the guitar? Two, three times a day at Someone, that time. Please call <laughs> so this is, I'm, I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. This is why people become addicted to sex. And it's because of the pleasure hormones. Y'all know what pleasure hormones is? I don't know, but I know I got them. Of course you do. Everybody do. Hey, I know mine is hiding the mother. It's oxytocin and dopamine. These are things that are naturally released in your body that tells your body that you are in an erotic pleasure zone. So it, in, it, it brings on happiness, joy, pleasure, everything that like a that big ball good. of glitter. Everything that feels good is like a big ball of glitter. Can I say it again? What is it? Oxytocin and dopamine. Oxytocin and dopamine. Mm -hmm. Those are pleasure hormones. Babe, when I get to the crib, I'm going <laughs> oxytocin and dopamine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new, that's a new language in the bedroom. That's like, that's like Jada just came up with entanglements. Come on, now, let me get some of this dopamine. But those, those are the things that people become addicted to, those feelings that those hormones release in your body. So now you constantly want that because you constantly want those feelings. Hmm. So the more you get those feelings and the more you enjoy them, the more you want to do what it takes to get those feelings. Oh. But you know what also releases those hormones in your body? What? Drugs, especially cocaine. Couldn't really know too much about that. <laughs> nope. Uh, nope, nope. Since there's no here, we airing out our truths. I've tried cocaine. Tried cocaine. You didn't like it? Didn't do shit. Didn't do nothing at all. Like I was, I was, I was um I stayed in Danville and motherfucker was like, yo, uh, we got some coke. The time in my life, I was kind of like, you know, going through different changes and shit. Mm -hmm. Shit was kind of bad. So it was like, you know. Silent G. Put your phone on silent. That shit was definitely not silent at all. <laughs> and, um, you know, I tried it. And it was like, you know, I tried. I actually tried it twice. Mm -hmm. And neither time. Had to make sure you, you know, didn't I, like it. Yeah, I, I, I had to make sure that maybe I did something wrong in the process, but it never gave me a... But I ain't gonna lie. As far as, like, alcohol... Oh, my God. Like, liquor, like, really puts me in that mode so I can understand. You want to know something crazy though? Alcohol does not release those hormones in your body. And so it just be it, me? It cuts all of that off. Alcohol makes you feel like invincible because it cuts off all of your sensory to reality. That's what I be given. I be yeah, given, that I be given real life and all of, every, Yeah, everything that, like, that, real, you, that you know is wrong Alcohol cuts all of that off, so it's like, I'm gonna shoot you. 
it's not wrong to kill. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to rape you. And it's crazy. It's not wrong it's, to rape. Yep, it's not even, it's not a stimulant. It's actually a depressant. I don't really, I don't really know. Like, I don't, I ain't never really got that from alcohol, though. Like, for real. Like, I mean, I've had moments where, where I've, like, I guess, drunk too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then been in that point. But other than that, like, off of fifth, it's like, yo, I'm 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 low key ready to eat some coochie like at that moment like I don't really you know what I'm saying like I don't I don't really see where like that's that's a little different for me. Let's let's jump back for a quick second and let's we we know you tried cocaine. What other drugs have you tried? Uh, ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And, and that was pretty much it. We I mean just basically. You know okay. No. You ain't never tried a drug. No. I'm new to this wine. Like really? I just started drinking wine two weeks ago, so I never had any alcohol either. Girl, where you been? Raised you. <laughs> a preacher. No, no, no. I just had some experiences during childhood, you know, where one parent was he had an alcohol addiction. Oh, okay. And, you know, he smoked and things. That. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to stay away from it. I get you know? it. I get so, it. Okay, I get okay. that. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Silent G? I tried weed. Alcohol, never did coke, never did no ecstasy. Um, True blue motherfucking X Man. Who take the cup? So you can take it. Um, me personally, I've only I've only tried weed and alcohol. I've never tried anything else. Oh no, that's not true. I did try ecstasy, but not of my own knowledge. Somebody tried to drug me. Wow. Um, they gave me, they gave me a sucker that told me, it told me that it was weed in it, but it was not weed and it was ecstasy in it. So, um, so I, of not of my own choice, but I've tried ecstasy as well, but I don't know what it felt like because it was my birthday. Let me explain that. It was my birthday. So I had a little bit of alcohol, a little bit of weed, and then when you threw the ecstasy in there, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know what effects it had, but I did not, that's not something I did willingly. Um, but a lot of people become addicted to those things. Like I never tried ecstasy willingly because those commercials scared me. I felt like I was gonna be the one I mean, in a million that I dropped mean, dead this, this that if I thing, took that pill. Like, like, this is my thing, right? And and I and I tell people from being an avid ecstasy user. <laughs> being honest, uh, you know, it's not it's not like that. Like people, people like they put this shit in your head that oh you're gonna become a fucking dope fan. Just like okay, like you remember when you know, weed first came out and it was like, oh, it's the gateway to smoking crack. Yeah. Like, I ain't never ran into a motherfucker that smoked weed that that end up Being becoming a fucking crackhead. Crack so, so it's like, when you have ecstasy, it's like, you pop a pill. The only way you can, like, die from that shit is if you indulge in it. Like, that's the only difference, like, to this shit. So, like... Well, them commercials worked on me because yeah, I just I mean, knew I, mean, I was going to be the one because, in one meal. Because, <laughs> because, because low-key, it instills fear. So in the midst of it instilling fear, that's what you get. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I just like if your mom told you in life, hey, you have sex, your fucking stomach is gonna fall out. 
And then, so your whole mm-hmm. life, a half of your life, you think you celibate. Like, you don't, you don't want no parts <laughs> of no dick right. at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, my daddy come to me and tell me, like, hey, son, you know you know if you fuck, your balls gonna fall off. And he tell me this my whole <laughs> life. So my whole life, I'm running away from pussy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Because you so, think your balls are gonna fall off. I think my balls off. gonna fall off. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it instills fear, like, at the end of the day. It does. Like, it, so... That's one of the biggest... I know, I know you got a, I know you got a story. I, I I I need a Calvin ecstasy story. Damn, <laughs> just one. Oh, I, I give y'all. We only got I give hour. y'all. I give y'all an early ecstasy story. From when I first fucked with ecstasy, I was like maybe twenty sixish or some shit like that, and. I was out with my homeboys who was out there in Danville, like, you know, and he and he's like, you know, they some like, you know, you know, uh black, you know, like some white black guys. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they they talk real proper and oh bro and and, and all this and, and you know, so we kicking it and motherfuckers got some ecstasy and shit. So we pop. I popped the first one, I'm like, huh, okay. I popped the second one, I'm like, all right, okay, cool. Long story short, I woke up in the house butt naked on the floor. <laughs> The refrigerator in the kitchen was turned sideways. My ex-wife comes into the house like she thinks I'm dead. <laughs> she's like, oh my God. She's like, what the fuck? So now she's like, so now mind you, I'm not gonna lie. Like I had, I had threw up like all on the side of the toilet and everything. Like mm-hmm. I was fucked up, fucked up. Came out, she came out. She was like, this motherfucker just fucked up the whole time. She didn't know I was off X. And she turned the music on, the radio on, and mind you, I'm butt naked on the floor, like the real life, <laughs> butt naked, no sheet, no clothes. Don't even know where the fuck my clothes are. <laughs> Just know that I am in the house on this carpet, dick rug burn <laughs> at its <laughs> finest, like fucked up, fucked up. <laughs> and she's like, she turns the music on blast. And I'm like, man, what the fuck is you doing? Turn that shit off, I'm trying to sleep. And this bitch jumps from wherever she's at and like elbow drops me like in my ass. Like, <laughs> so now I hop up because now, so now I gotta defend myself. <laughs> but she's whooping my ass and I can't, naked. cause I'm naked. Like, yo, it was the worst experience in the fucking world. Like, so like I grabbed her like this. And when I grabbed her like this, she grabbed my nuts. <laughs> So like yeah, that was like one of the like the worst experience. Like I stopped fucking with X like for a while after that. Like I didn't. Then like one time like I fucked with it. Like X real life. Like if it's real strong, like I, I popped some X, but my dick couldn't get up. Motherfuckers was telling me like yo, you know you get some X, yo, you gonna be fucking all night. No, that shit is not true. If you run into some real strong X, your dick is not going to work. You're gonna be. And Shorty was still trying to suck my dick, like, off of it. Like, she was, she was real, like, she was a team player. Like, I'm not going to stunt. Like, like, real shit, like. I'm not. I can't. Like, she was, like, hey, look, she believed in me. <laughs> you like, can do it. You, you can, can do, do it. it. The whole time in my head, I'm like, no. I can't. I can't. Not happening. Like, and she was, and I'm like, what the fuck is you doing? Like, and, and, and then look, this is when I know that she really believed in me because she gagged. And I knew she was lying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like real shit. She was like, yeah. I'm like, hey, bitch, get up. So yeah, that's pretty much, you know what I'm saying? Files of the X-Man. Like, you know, Professor X. You know, so yeah. 
Well, I... Oh, snap, we have kids in the building. Yo, look, this is what I'm telling y'all on the Fat Guy Hour. Y'all don't know what y'all might see. We got dogs, two kids, and a white man in the background. <laughs> but... <laughs> Like this shit raw. This shit real. Yeah. It's, it's real. all you know what? It's always something crazy happening to you. Like, you, I, I, man, like how like, you survived your own life, I am look, unsure. Hey, hey, look, hey, hey, it's just crazy. Me and my homeboy was having a conversation and we was like, yo, we done real life been through some shit. Like, we don't know how the fuck we made it through some of the shit we made it through because like yeah. I done, I done had some nights. I done had some nights. Where some I, real life stuff. Like, like where I've woke up, no recollection of how I even got to where you are. I've been. That's where the fuck I was at. Like I, that's why I stopped drinking. I stopped drinking brown liquor for about ten years, cause multiple occasions I woke up like, where the, where the fuck? fuck am I? How did I get here? Man, I'm telling you. Mm. I swear. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, who is you, nigga? You remember me? No. <laughs> Sometimes you had to grab your shit and creep out the door and get dressed in Not the even asking. <laughs> you put your shit on it. Then you go into your the phone. Door. Then you go into your phone. Like, who the f I've had that where <laughs> I woke up with like three numbers in my phone that I've been talking to. <laughs> Yo. And don't even know who the fuck they is. Like, Happened to me. Had a whole conversation, 30 minute conversation, Man. no recollection. Yeah. What'd I say? For real. <laughs> for real. Marry you, bitch. I ain't say that, did I? But that's that's alcohol does that to you. I don't I don't It cuts it cuts off all yeah. those senses, your memory, your everything, gonna, and you become a totally I different do, person. I do, I do feel you to a certain degree because I because I know for a for, for sure that sometimes if I if I consume too much alcohol. Like, my rationalism goes out the window. Like, I'm not... Motherfucker be like, how much them wings cost? I'm like, oh, shit, $20 a piece? Let me get 10 of them. <laughs> like, for real, like, my rationalism, like... But, like, from my experience, too, you had a happy drunk, and then you had a violent drunk, yeah. and yeah, the, drunk. Oh, you know, so yeah, that's you know the best drunk? Right. The best drunk is the crying drunk. Yo, my college roommate was like that. I almost beat up boyfriend up, like... He brought her back. She was in tears, crying. I'm like, what you do to her? And they ain't did shit. He ain't did nothing. She just started crying. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong. She talking about something. God is disappointed in me. Girl, if you don't get your ass upstairs. But for being there like, you know, you know what? You my nigga, though. <laughs> and I ain't gonna tell like that. <laughs> I know I'm crying right now because I'm a little emotional. You might think I'm drunk, but no. It's some shit I've been really wanting to tell you. And the whole time, nigga be like, I love you, man. You ain't never got to the point of what the fuck you want to say <laughs> at all. It's just like, man, like for real. So it's like, I, like I definitely understand sometimes alcohol takes you. I've, I've been that. But thing is, is I'm gonna tell you one thing about alcohol, and this is what I know. Alcohol drives off your emotions. Definitely. So if you're happy, if you're in a good state in life, mm -hmm. that's the type of intoxication you're gonna have. You're gonna be that right. type of inebriated. If if something bad happened, like like man, like when I lost my cousin, and I ran to alcohol, and I was so fucking angry and so emotional. So it's like, you no, know, it play it plays a part in like where you at, but it definitely does. Yeah, I I've had some 
crazy, crazy experiences with alcohol. I, I was at a point in my life when I was very, very young. And I learned a lot of things when I was super young. And I thank God for that because sitting here at 33, you know what I'm saying? I have so much knowledge of things that people my age are just not learning, but I learned when I was in my teens. And then and then look at it. Everything that you goddamn learn has gotten you here at this motherfucking table, the fat guy hour with me, with me, <laughs> Kale's the fat guy, Sal and G, you, Miss Dominique, Key Hoops. We got kids in the back and a white man. <laughs> we doing it big. We doing it big around this bitch. And a dog. And a dog name is LeBron. What? <laughs> it's the king. Y'all ain't gonna get this shit no type of way. Y'all ain't gonna get this nowhere else. Like, real talk. We, exclusive. A, a, exclusive. Rap City debasement. <laughs> but yo, like, so, this is what I want to ask you. Like, What's that? through all of this, drugs, mm -hmm. liquor, mm -hmm. sex, mm -hmm. you know, money play a big part in that shit. It does the lack of and the access of money plays a role. And so do you believe that, because I heard the saying that money is the root of all evil, but my saying is the lack of money is the root it's, of all it's evil. It's not money. The love of money, money. is the, is the root of, of all money. evil. Yeah. If you love money so much, look, the, the in order to be a billionaire, you have to pretty Forget much be an evil person. You got to yeah. cut throats, step on people. It's It ain't even a crab in a barrel type of situation because you just pulling that person down while you climb on real, top. But those people, yeah, yeah, they yeah. The killing them. Yeah. You know, yeah, you get out much. the barrel and then you pull gasoline in the barrel so ain't nobody else coming up. You know what I'm saying? That that that's a, It takes a certain type of person. You know what I'm saying? You have to do certain type of things. You know, uh, my, my mom told me like the rich stay rich because they don't give. I can't be rich if I'm giving you money. You know what I'm saying? I can't be rich if I'm giving to the poor. If I'm trying to bring up everybody else, if I'm trying to help everybody else, it takes money to do that, which means I'm not gonna be as rich as I was trying to help you get better. So guess what? I have to leave my fellow man at the bottom of the barrel so that I can exceed and I can be rich, but it's lonely at the top. Those people are miserable. <clears throat> Billionaires jump out jump out the window. Some are happy though, but some are happy. Yeah, some are. This what I, but I mean, this the biggest I, thing is like, a lot of people don't understand the difference between assets and liabilities. So yeah. you, you have people who may have some form of money, but then they just only want to buy cars, or only want to buy shoes, and those and are, those are worthless things. Yeah, it's about guns and butter. So you know, you have to get those assets too, and it's yeah, just you acquire the property, yeah. the stocks, stocks, the bonds, bonds yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying, guns and butter, baby. That's another thing that needs to be taught to people too, wealth. Yes. How to how to have it? What is considered wealth? Hey, you know yeah, what I'm saying? See, What's the good to though. have? So this is the thing though about money, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people these days don't really give a fuck about having no money. Those bums. No, it ain't even about being bum. You know what it is? You got motherfuckers out here that's addicted to looking good. You got motherfuckers out here that wants to hold the facade of having money. Of having of having money. Yeah. They don't really give a, like, you got a lot of rappers out here, a lot of entertainers out here right now that's just famous. They not rich at all. Yeah. You know what I'm they saying? They sign those bad contracts. Then you got guys out here right now 
You know what I'm saying? Excuse me, kids. Y'all just walked into a melting pot. That's that's real life out here chasing pussy mm-hmm. with money. Because it's females out here right now that's addicted, that's addicted to a nigga with money. Mm-hmm. She got the shows, you know, like Love and Hip Hop. Right, that's what exactly. they want to be. Yeah. Like, the, one of the, the most heartbreaking things i ever done, I used to teach um, a dance class and uh, I had teenage girls and they had no problem with having babies and being on Section 8 and having the government help them. They had no problem with that. But you know what they had a problem with? Getting, getting married. Mm-hmm. Getting, getting married. married, getting a job, having an adult life. They had a problem with that. Oh, no, I can't get married. Why you can't get married? Understand a child is a gift that you give to your husband. You know why those relationships and those things don't work out? Because you tried to trap somebody with a baby. That ain't going to work for you. You know what I'm saying? A baby is a gift. Yeah, and see, then you mistreat your gift. Yeah, see, but that also comes down to the addiction of money. Because because when you because a lot of times, like a lot of motherfuckers need to really watch out for who they having these kids with. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they after that that child yeah. support. Yeah. But so, it also goes back to like how you were raised, what your parents are instilling mm-hmm. in you, what you see around you. So yeah. many years ago, I would say at least ooh, seven or eight when I was teaching in the gardens. We were doing like a, cause I, you know, I do health sometimes too. Mm-hmm. I've taught science. We were talking about like link. What does the word link mean? And we all know it means to connect. Right. And I had a student like, oh, Shit, that's a card. That's the card fuck? that we get that rich visa. out of. And you know, we're rich from this card and we can get all the groceries and stuff. But and, you're not. you know, the student was just breaking it down. And also how they wanted to grow up and be in the gardens and party like their parents. Hey, just man, like gotta... that and not work, not do anything. So it was like, you know, uh, just whole generation of just, you know, feeling that way. Hey, see, this that is the thing. It's okay to and be I, and that's what I mean. and, you know, not And that's it. what I mean, that the root is always bigger than the tree. Yeah. Because you got, you got some, Janine. Uh, my phone back today. You got you got some women out here that real life instill this type of shit in their kids. And it's they like- do. You know, and it and it's nuts because it's the world that we live in right now, even even not even the world that we live in right now, like children are sponges. They are. They are. They are. And and we have to and we have to like honestly instill real shit in them. Mm-hmm. Like, because you have it to where like like certain certain parents these days feel that love comes from materialistic shit. Oh, yeah. No, matter of fact, I got it right here. Uh you could actually just, hold on. There you go. You just plug your shit in from right there. I got like 8%. I'm decent for right now. But, like, this is my thing. But all of that is taught behavior. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, and, and, and a lot of times they don't understand that they parents party and drink and have drugs like that because they miserable in those life situations because that blue visa, they call it that link card, keeps you in a pigeonhole because you only have as much money as they give you. You only have as much money as they allow you to have. So then you have another baby because you want more link. Cause you want more money. Nope. You need more assistance. Nope, nope. I'm explaining to you on some real life shit. Go to a motherfucker right now and say, hey, don't you want to get up every day and go to work and make some money and work eight hours, nine hours a day, then come home and lay down and get back up and do it all over again? And 
You know what I'm saying? And, and get up and do it all over again. And, and then the next day, get up and do it all over again. And then pay your bills. You got bills to pay. Now you got a light bill. You got a gas bill. Then you gotta, now you want to get you a house. Don't you want to work hard for all that? I think it's both. Did you? Yeah. Did like a little piece in your body cringe a little bit like that? Oh. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we all can have like a misperception. Yeah. You see somebody mm-hmm. even in a professional uniform or in a yeah. row, they still may not be mature. Exactly. And then, like, they still could be like, I had a situation teaching. I was actually pregnant with my son. He'll be eight in a few weeks. And I mean, I was teaching throughout the whole thing. It had got so bad um, in the physical education classroom that the kids were purposely kicking balls into my stomach. So I had to take all the balls out of the unit. So it was this one girl, she just kept telling me that she was gonna kick me in my stomach and make me lose the baby. At the time I was 27. Mm -hmm. And when the mother came up, I could tell she was older than me. And we all know that older doesn't mean more mature. But she had on a CTA uniform. So we, me and the principal, we thinking this meeting will go well. So the meeting didn't go well. What the parents said was, you see this woman right here, your teacher? And she said, yeah, I see her. This, This young lady was in like fourth grade. And she was like, that is a pregnant woman. She said, you wait till after she has that baby and then you kick her in the stomach. What? Yes. I I mean, I called every police department to switch over to be a police officer after then, but, you know, I just had to leave that environment. And I, you know, went ahead and carried on with teaching. But it was sad, like, to the point where the principal was apologizing to me. And that's what I'm saying. The root is definitely bigger than the fucking tree. And at the end of the day, like, money, money controls everything. Like, even in a relationship, when you're in a relationship, you can go off love for so long, man. Like, yeah. being 100% honest, you can go off love for so And a lot of guys tend these days to find materialistic-ass females. And in the midst of finding these materialistic females, what happens is, if this guy chooses to go out here, he may do whatever to get this motherfucking money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but my nigga, let's what you got to understand. You down. You're right. gonna go and you're gonna go out here and you're gonna sell drugs and you're gonna do all this extra shit and you're gonna look up and your ass gonna go to jail. And when you go to jail, she gonna find the next nigga. She gonna find the next nigga to fuck with some money. And you're gonna be locked up in that motherfucker. Right. And she gonna right. be and and it's then then too, like young ladies, I tell y'all right now, and I and I mean this from my soul, stop fucking waiting on niggas to get out of jail. That ain't fucking college. That nigga ain't going to get, I'm waiting on my baby daddy to get out of jail. Like, look, man. Because that's a lazy person that ain't never had nothing, that ain't never really wanted nothing and waiting for the next, no, waiting for him to come back and continue to even, take care of her. It ain't even about continuing to take care of her. It's just like the fact that it's like, these are the systems that we are in to where like they don't know they worth and materialistic has become a part of worth. Like, you know, uh, love languages. We was talking about that, you yeah. know, and, and people feel like giving gifts mean that you love me. Right. It depends on what they love language is because that is one of the love languages. Like mine is time. If you ain't got no fucking time for me, like I am addicted to time. The reason why I'm addicted to time because I don't know if I'm gonna wake up tomorrow. Mm. Mine is gratitude. After my mother passed away, Mm-hmm. It was like every fucking second counts. Like not even every minute. Every second counts. Fuck a gift. You ain't gotta give me no gift. As long as you come fuck with me, that's how I know. Like, pe- like people are now addicted to attention. 
So uh, a young a young lady these days could get treated like shit from a nigga, but as long as he's there, it's like, okay. I heard that in the song once, like, even though we're arguing, at least you're paying attention. That's fucking crazy. I, that, I'm like, that's that struck a chord with me. I don't believe in arguing. I, I was in a relationship like that, like, I, I was so into him, but I just wasn't getting what I was needing from him, and we fought constantly, but I didn't have a problem with us fighting, because when we were fighting, he was engaged. He was paying attention. I had his undivided attention, whether it was negative or not. I had the attention that I wanted from this person. Luckily for me, you know what I'm saying, I smartened up and realized that this ain't normal and this ain't okay. And I deserve better than this. So I, I left that situation. Hey, but look, it ain't it ain't like that for everybody. It hey, ain't look, that easy. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't even gonna lie to you. I will shut the fuck down in arguing. If all you want to do is argue, let's fuck. Let's get this money. That don't, that don't. Let's build an empire. Problem. Look, at the end of the day, when you're in a relationship, the only problem that you need to have mm -hmm. is no fucking problem. We're here to build. Yes, we're going to have disagreements. There is no way that I'm supposed to tell you that I'm in love with you, that I love you, and spew out hateful shit at you. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that people need to realize is that you cannot change anyone. Right. And that, you know, as far as, like, a man, in my opinion, he has to love that woman enough to change himself. Man, right. I swear he to God. He has to want to be to better for her. Yes, yes, he has to want that, so... But a lot of people, I don't feel like, really understand what love is. You know what I'm saying? Because for some people... Punching you in the face is love to them. Or punching you in the face is love to the person that's being punched. That I've seen a female push some push her guy to the point where he he just hauled off and hit her, which I'm not saying that was okay, but I saw her antagonizing him until he did it. And I'm like, yo, what the? Yeah, what's wrong with you? But you know what? If that's what you equate to love. Love does that same thing. It releases those pleasure hormones. So when you feel love and from that physical hurt, then it releases those hormones and your body think that you're in a pleasure zone because it released that oxytocin and that dopamine, which releases in heavy droves when you're in love. That's why when people get in love, they do crazy things because they don't want to give up those feelings. They don't want to give up. A real, genuine, unconditional love right. does not involve abuse. Exactly, it does not it hurt at all. Sacrifice, right. communication, and that's, and that's hard what, work. And that's what I mean. Work. Like, how can I tell you that I, like, I've, look, real talk, I told y'all, First of all, this is the Fat God Hour, where we definitely air out all our truths. It's the truest and newest podcast ever. Fuck the Midwest, we going for the world. Listen, I met, I met my ex-wife when I was 25 years old. It was one of them real life relationships of the saying of, you gotta be a motherfucking friend before you jump into a relationship. I definitely believe that. We strongly. jumped into the relationship under, under the addiction of sex. Sex was fucking crazy. At the end of the day, I didn't know who how this? who this person was. Mm -hmm. So when the motherfucker got to fighting me and shit, it was like, oh shit. Like, I didn't know how to react to this shit. So it was like, now it became, let me hit you before you hit me. Right. Let me hurt you before you hurt me. Let me hurt you before you hurt me. And, and this is and this is and this is what I tell people. Like, through that shit, I learned, like now. Being in a relationship, 
I cannot argue with you. I don't feel the need to motherfucking hurt you or to say some shit to you that's gonna hurt your feelings because believe it or not, words stick. I can say some shit to you and then you can forgive me right now and then but two, three months later, you, you not letting that shit go. And that shit can steam up any type of argument, anything. So it's like as a man and as a woman, we have to honestly realize what the fuck we say to our spouse and even to each other as friends mm -hmm. and as colleagues because at the end of the day, like that shit hits different. We may say, all right, man, I'm sorry for what I said. And that'd be the end of it. But in all actuality, a motherfucker, a motherfucker walk away from that shit and they say that they done forgave you, but they still feel that those shit. Those words are cutting yeah. deeper than any scars. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, any physical scars, that can scars. heal. Yeah, but emotional scars, scars don't heal yeah. so easy. And another thing that I believe is a big problem, and not just with the black community, with a lot of people, is people don't feel a need to seek help. You don't realize that those type of right. traumas and those type of things really damage you and it 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 dictates your life. Huh. That and if you don't go seek professional help to get through those traumas, to understand yourself and to understand what's going on, then you're really hurting yourself. It's almost impossible to have a su successful, so yeah, yeah, and Absolutely. and 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 great relationship because you're damaged. Yeah. You're looking for somebody else to complete you when you should be complete when that person comes to you. Yeah, and the biggest thing is like a lot of people they walk around with those hurts and pains, and you know they they're like looking for the other person to apologize. Right. But forgiveness is not, you know, an it's apology. for yourself. It's not an apology. You right. have to forgive that person for you, you know, because that other person could be going on with their life, right. not even worried about it, and you still holding on to this. So right. you have to forgive yourself first. My my goddad says that all the time. He's like, you, when you forgive, forgive for yourself, not for the other person. I, I, I because swear. that person has no idea <laughs> that you're that hurt. <laughs> and they are moving on, living their no life. No idea or really just don't, don't give care. a fuck. Right. And and now it's affected your life and Look, you and your understanding. I'm not I'm not gonna break down a situation, but a situation happened, right? So every day I woke up on go mode on this situation, I wanted revenge so bad. But everything that I touched turn to shit, mm-hmm. everything. I don't give a fuck how successful, like I was walking in this way and shit was going right, then all of a sudden it'd be a door that got shut until I forgave that situation. You have to let go. Like I had to let go and I, and I forgave for myself. And then I started to see myself elevate. Like it'd be like when, when you're like condemned by unforgiveness, it's like being a bird with tar on your wings. You can't lift them. You can't fly. You can't, you can't fly at all. So it's like, man, you know, a lot of times people be like, oh yeah, you forgave me, it's cool. Nah, nigga, I didn't. I forgave you, but I ain't forgot. I, I, nigga, I forgave you for me. Cause it was on me back. And yeah, but right now, y'all, this is the fat guy. I don't want you to know that we are being brought to by Sashes for you. Sashes for you is a very big customer apparel, and it's black owned, and it's and it's black owned by this beautiful woman right here. So let these people know right now what is Sashes for you. Well, yes, it is a handmade business where we make tutus, tutu purses, uh, jean jackets, um, custom pillows, blankets, anything pretty much that you need. 
We can do it. Also, my daughter, Indy Dial Productions, she does bangles and she has custom phone cases. And can we get those social media outlets? Okay, we are on Facebook and Instagram. You can look up Sashes for You or Indie Dial Productions and find us on there. And it's black owned, and it's black owned by a woman. I'm I'm gonna need your daughter to expand into Android because I ain't an iPhone person. Yes. And I feel that's really ain't nobody crazy. fault your Texas <laughs> come up. Sorry, we will get those Android. Ain't pieces. nobody fault your Ooh, Texas you. come up green. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but nah, like like you know seriously, you know. Um, Speaking of addictions, I'm gonna explain to y'all what I'm addicted to. I'm addicted to being fucking successful. I'm addicted to putting my people on. I am addicted to love. I am addicted to waking up every day and being motherfucking great. I am also addicted to not really giving a fuck about what anybody feels about what's going on inside of my circle because I know my circle is just that tight. There are positive addictions that you need to be addicted to. You are addicted to your business. You are addicted to being an educator. You are addicted to your business. You are addicted to your business. Like, thank you. An addiction (laughs) does not have to be a negative outlook it does not you can be addicted to something great and when you're addicted to something great i i am indulging in the fat god hour right now so don't mm-hmm. think for one second that when we come out and we talk about addictions that, that we just telling y'all about about the bad scripts of the addictions we telling y'all that you can be addicted to being fucking great little girls little boys out here be addicted to growing up and being something great be the next wave that we need be the next barack obama be the next harold washington be the next doctor be the next lawyer be the next teacher be addicted to that shit yes. don't Listen to Nas that I can song, man. That, yeah, that's that's a real life addiction. Like so, so it's like at the end of the day, there, like I keep telling y'all, the root is bigger than the tree. Again, those things that have to be taught, though. So, black, so, so as a people, even if it ain't being learned in the home, learn it on the outside. Be addicted so, to educating your people. So, man, that's why we here, right? That's why I'm here right now, and we all here right now to give them this knowledge because a lot of people not built with it. They definitely not. Common sense is not common. No, it's so crazy. I'm trying to figure out when it's gonna come back in style. Back in 2010, um, when I was with CPS, Chicago Public Schools, they, you know, they made it where every single teacher, no matter what you taught, K through 12, had to do a mandatory six to 10 weeks of African-American history. So you know, of course, African-American history is not taught in the schools at all. Mm. Oh, I took advantage of that. I must have taught that for about 20 weeks. And ever since 2010, even when I have to go in the classroom to teach help, I always bring up African-American history. And it's so crazy how a lot of our kids only know Martin Luther King and right. Barack Obama. They right, don't know about, that's all they teach. They don't know about slavery. They don't know about the Madam adventures. They don't right. know about any because, of that. You know what? Because they took that out of the school because it was offensive. No, it wasn't, just like, just it wasn't like, offensive. You know what it is? I don't even mean to cut you off, but you know what it is? It's... it's is black greatness. Yeah, Brown versus yeah. Board of Education. They right. don't know but any of that. Can I cut in real quick? Yeah. Uh, educator, question. That's the white man in the back. I am much older than all What's good, bro? 
really. When did we stop teaching? No, I was just calling to check on you, my nigga. School compromise. I'm doing the show. If you've noticed in today's world, nobody in Indiana. If I know your position and I'm against your position, I immediately I'm just gonna listen to a bar. How did that happen? When did that happen? Do you see that? And as an educator, it just seems it is literally now black and white. Yeah. There's no such thing as compromise. There's none. Yeah, and nice. that is a huge problem. As an educator, where did you, do you have you seen that? Well, or is I'm, it just something as a part of being an adult? No, I, I think I've, I've definitely seen it. You know, like in the early 2000s, I was still in high school, but even going through college, you know, in mid 2000s and becoming a teacher in 2009, I noticed it. You know, there is no compromise. And a lot of people don't even want to be in second place. It's like either I'm at the top or that's it. Because you know? they teach you if you're not if you're not number one, then you, you're, nothing. You're, you're, nothing. you're nothing. You're a loser. And that's not the truth. There, there's. A... Hey, first and foremost, I want to say sorry. I know Miss Fancy just looked at me, answered the phone, but I told y'all it's the newest and truest podcast in the world. Y'all gonna get this raw. It's the Fat God Hour. We got kids in here, a white man in the back, and a goddamn dog. But going back to compromise, going back to compromise, those social skills. Those social skills are not being taught at home, in my opinion. And then at school, you know, you're trying to enforce them, and you're like, okay, say thank you, say please, you know, that or you know, may I, or ma'am, or sir. It's just not happening no, anymore. You never, so you know, and that you have was, people who yeah, are like, that was mandatory in my house. house. Yeah, you say anything other than yes, ma'am, or yes, sir, or you got oh, smacked. Shit. Oh shit! Yeah, I remember, I remember when you, have you say people who just don't care. When they you don't say have, yeah, when you, you know, say yeah, 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 what? Yeah, it was like a curse word in the house, like when you. Well, you you're say, right. Yeah. You're right, though. You know, it's just like it's crazy because, like, I've experienced it in several schools: the burbs, the city, the lowland, everywhere. I've like taught pretty much everywhere. The compromise isn't there. They want to go straight to blows. I mean, I've been in schools where we may be on lockdown every single day for fights, or you know, where I might have to get under something because the desk are flying across the room. And I mean, it's just crazy because you try to teach the kids these social skills and sometimes you may feel defeated. You know what hey, I mean? You you know what I think is a major problem with that or a, a thing that really causes that issue is the fact that they took out counselors in the school. Yeah. Yes, because a lot did. of that comes from because those kids are dealing with yeah, something. Yep. Yes, they dealing with something yes. at home. Anger, yeah, yes. and they don't and know how to express and that's, themselves and that's, saying, and that's like, how they react. You got a lot of kids out here, right? that go to school hungry. They do. Go to school, probably probably ain't even seeing their mama that morning. You know what I'm saying? Only, so, only eat from school. Right, only yeah. eat from school. You know what I'm saying? Probably, you know what I'm saying, like only eat from school. So it's like, at the end of the day, it's like a lot of us may look at it and be kind of judgmental on it, but not really understanding mm -hmm. what's going on. What's yeah. going on, you know, because like like PTSD is a real thing right now it in is. this world. That's like it the boy, it's like the boy that uh that shot the two kids, you know what I'm saying, on 79th because they asked him how tall he was. That was, that was a that was a mental issue. Like right. you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like the girl, this girl was on Facebook and she said, uh, oh, I'm glad they finally caught that psychopath. I said, look, you don't know what the fuck he was going through. Right. When a when a, when a when a white guy kills a, a church full of black people, they say automatically it was something mentally wrong with him. Mental so, illness. So so you don't think that it's something. He a psychopath. So you don't think that it's something mentally wrong with him. It don't just happen to white and people. It just, it just happens to everybody. Going back and getting help. So like personally for me, 
I'm more than a teacher to them. I always keep my door open when Man, they right. come in. You're and shoulder, I have so right. many students that come in and talk to me and confide in me because they know. And then, you know, kids, they know who really care about them, who they really do. cares for them and who doesn't. They, they know they who, feel who's it. there for a check, you know? Right. Because, Sad. hey, look, I ain't gonna lie. I done heard it in school myself. I done heard my teacher say, yeah, motherfucker, you got to get your education. I don't, I'm... I'm, I'm already, already got yeah, mad, yeah. right. So rude. And you have people with, you know, certain perceptions even about the parents or the people who, you know, are cleaning the school. We all work together. Nobody, I'm not right. above anyone else. So, hey, look, like, my, this is the thing. my principal I definitely is, commend I treat you. everyone the same. I, I couldn't be no teacher because I've thing. been to knock the kid out. At the end of the I day, at the end I of the day, you. at the end of the day, there has to be a person to clean the floor. We all work together. It, it has to be a person to put the desk down. Yes. It has to be it somebody to, be, to clean it. It has to be somebody to clean the desk. Like, so at the end of the day, like... We all have And janitors make good We're money. Yeah. Y'all better stop stop like, with that with that hating on the janitors. The janitors make good money. money. They make $17, $18 an hour. But yeah, you hear that? The engineers you hear in that? my school you know, when I was in grammar school You hear that, B. Simone? Right. Janitors make $17 an hour, B. Yes. Simone. You heard that? Jesus, Calvin. <laughs> niggas out here making real money. Corvettes. When I was in grammar you know school, I engineer. Yes. Again, all of this stuff has has to be taught. This is generational stuff. And the one thing that I've noticed is that the younger the parents are, the less respect is taught, the less um, information is passed on. Like, I learned so much from my grandmother and my mother. And then I know teenage girls that I'm not listening to her. She old. She living in the old time. She don't know what she talking about. But what you don't know is that she done been there and done that and probably done it twice. No, see, I'm going to tell you. And then I'm also, if the grandma is only 25, right. 30 years old. She's 30. Then... No, see, that's the thing, too. Exactly. <laughs> the thing is, the, the thing is, is that a lot of these new age parents don't want to raise their children in the same light that they were raised. But this is the they thing. They want to be their friends, if though. It, look. That's crazy to me. And it's crazy because I made this post on Facebook. Parent, not black, not white, Asian, no, parents. Your children are not your fucking friend. My father told me this shit at 21. And when he told me that shit, I was kind of heartbroken because I looked at him as the a homie. friend, as my homie. But as I got older, I had to realize what he was saying. If I give you this boundary, then I lose. Control. Control. Respect. Because now you look at me as an equal. And you are not. Because right now you're not. I had a similar situation recently and I said I was gonna let this go, but I just can't. So when we were younger, we were raised to respect our elders, our grandmother, our auntie, it, it didn't it didn't matter you respect this person because they are older than you you know these these are the people you show respect for even as old as i am now i um i was at my auntie house and they having a barbecue i'm grown i'm over 30. i can definitely drink my cousin friend offered me a drink my auntie came out the door and automatically i said no i'm okay i don't want one but that was just automatic i'm grown i can drink if i want to but because it's been instilled in me since I was little to respect this woman. You know what I'm saying? Do not disrespect her. She is your elder and that by all means, you uh -huh. respect her and protect her. And when she came out that door, to me, it was disrespectful to drink in front of her. So I said, no, I don't want one. 
you know? And she was like, it's okay, you grown, you can drink. But it just, that was, that's been instilled in me. You know, I my little cousin went to my grandma's house and spoke to my auntie in a way that if I had been there, I'd have knocked the teeth out of my mouth because you were being disrespectful. We was not raised like that. But she's a younger cousin, you know, so she's not part of our group. You know, um, I had a couple of aunties that had kids late in life. So they wasn't raised exactly how we was raised. Never in my life would I ever roll up to my grandma's house and say anything disrespectful out of my mouth to my grandmother or my auntie. Because if I did, my mama, my daddy, my grandma, my auntie, all of them finna whoop because you done oh, lost yeah, your man. Hey, see, but look, this is the thing, right? My grandmother, early in Gregory, may God rest her soul, I had to be like, like 26, it was her birthday. And uh, <laughs> we was all drinking and shit, you know, bottle was sitting on the table and I went to reach for the bottle. She said, hey, I don't jump rope with you. She said, yeah, I know you grown, but go and grab that bottle that's in the kitchen and take it downstairs with you. I don't jump rope with you. So, so, so parents, grandparents, uh, Father's well, shit. Oh, damn, I got my hat twisted and shit. I'm fucking up. Grandparents, I don't, I don't give a fuck if you're if you're 35, 45. Let's do a favor from this day forward. Let's be addicted to raising kings and queens. We'll let's back. let's be addicted to instilling real life into our children. Let's be addicted to giving our kids worth instead of materialistic value. Because at the end of the day, one day we're going to wake up and another motherfucker that we know going to be gone and somebody else going to be gone. Then one day we're not going to wake up and we have to leave this generation behind with the tools. So let's be addicted to breaking these generational curses. Generational cycles. And right now on this Fat God Hour, we are addicted to being fucking great. I am Kels, the Fat God. That is Silent G. Yeah, yeah. That is Dominique Miss Fancy. Hey, yeah. And that is Key Hoops. Yeah. And we out. <laughs>